0: and we are live and we are back let's go the fourth installment of wealth wednesday as you guys can see by the title today we're going to talk about defining how you want to handle debt and handling that way and we're going to get into the two main debt payoff methods but before we do that please make sure you hit the like button on your way in please like share and subscribe and leave rating reviews on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you are listening to us. Please leave comments and please hit whatever type of like star thingy that platform has for the algorithm. I am your host, Corey, one half of the Cordon and Full of Podcast. My co-host Jordan is still on paternity leave. And since this is the fourth now, this is the fourth episode, but I did two in one day, so this is the third one, the third week, technically. But three most jobs don't give you don't give men three weeks. So I, I think the Court and Head podcast is starting to set a tone on paternity leave, even though it's only two of us. But as I always say, we get straight to the point here on Wealth Wednesday. My information as well as Jordan's information will be in the description on YouTube. But for those of you listening to the podcast platforms, you can follow me at sideline underscore Corey on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and you can follow Jordan at stopstallingj on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And his business page is finally fit, and his website is finally fit All right, let's get straight into it. Talking about defining how you define how you want to handle want to handle that. It's early. I'm doing this one early. I had to make sure I typed correctly. Define how you want to handle that and handle it that way. So, as I broke down the first Wealth Wednesday with the budget, you have necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Okay. So, necessities, pretty straightforward. You got your groceries, your housing, you know, clothing, transportation, things like that. Most things that we all have to pay for, and we know we got to kick out and you, you're going to have to pay it, right? But the next section is the debt payments or the debt section. And this is where I would say a lot of, arguments start to happen as far as how you're actually supposed to manage debt from a credit standpoint, how aggressively should you pay off debt? Should you aggressively pay off debt at all? Should you use debt to your benefit or, as they say, leverage? All these different type of things. So for those of you know, the Dave Ramsey method or the, snow, um, the baby step method, his second baby step is to aggressively pay off all your debt, excluding your mortgage. OK, so even if it's low interest, high interest, pay it all off if it's not the mortgage as fast as possible and you do nothing else in your budget. You pay strictly for the necessities and then you're just putting everything else you have towards debt. Now, the two main methods for paying off debt are the snowball method and the av- and the avalanche method. So first, I'm going to get into the avalanche method. The avalanche method me- means you would list out all of your debt. Not smallest to largest, but by interest rate from the highest interest rate to the lowest interest rate. So for most of you, that's going to be a credit card. And then it either is going to be your student loans or your car loans. And then let's say if you have some medical debt, a lot of time medical debt doesn't even have any interest. So that will likely be the last debt that you'll pay. But it likely be in the order of your couple credit cards that you have, then your car, your student loans, and then any medical debt you have. For those of you who have some personal loans, that can all vary on what that percentage is and that. But a lot of you probably don't have any personal loans. You're probably just going to have the credit card, the student loans, the car, and then possibly some medical debt. Okay. But you're going to list some highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. You're going to obviously, well, not obviously, but I hope you know you got to make all the minimum payments still. Okay. When you're aggressively paying off debt, but you're going to continue to make those minimum payments. And anything extra that you have, you're going to put towards the debt that has the highest interest rate. Okay. So let's just say we got... Two credit cards, one at 20%, one at 15%. Then you have a car loan at, let's say, 6%. Then your student loans at 0% right now. But let's just, you know, we're back in, you know, 20, we're back, we're not back in, but we're in the future in 2023. Student loans will start back up. Let's say your student loan interest rate is 4%. And then you got some medical debt at 0%. So you have the 20% interest rate credit card, then the 15% one, then the 6% car loan, then the student loans and the medical debt and you're making all those minimum payments, and let's just say you have another $500 left over in your budget that you're going to put towards debt. You're going to put it towards that credit card that's at a 20% interest rate. Let's say that balance is $2,000, right? And you're putting, well, let's say the balance is $3,000, so I can make this map a little bit easier. And let's say your your minimum payment is $100 for that credit card, and you're going to put an extra $500 towards that $3,000 balance. So that means you're putting $600 a month. Towards this credit card, and then so in roughly five months, right, six hundred times five, the credit card will be paid off in roughly five months. Okay, then what you'll do is you'll take that hundred dollar minimum payment you were putting towards that twenty percent interest rate credit card, and you're going to put it towards the fifteen percent interest rate credit card, along with that minimum payment for the fifteen percent interest rate credit card. Let's say that's hundred dollars as well. And the $500 extra you're putting towards the 20% credit card. So that's 500 and 100. So 600 total from the 20% credit card plus another $100 for the minimum payment for the 15% credit card, meaning you'd be putting $700 towards that 15% credit card. Once you pay off the first credit card, okay, and then once you pay off that 15 percent one, you're going to take that seven hundred dollars and then just apply it to your car loan, which is the seven hundred plus whatever the car loan minimum payment was. And you just do that all the way down until you pay off all the debt. okay. now the snowball method, which is what Dave Ramsey recommends, and it's what I did myself to pay off my debt is you don't list them by highest interest rate. You list them lowest balance to highest balance as far as how much debt you owe and then you do the same thing you make the minimum payments on all of them you have 500 extra right you make the minimum payment and then as you pay them off you just work your way um down the snow you just go to snowball more and more and more there's the only difference between the that avalanche method and the debt snowball method is the order in which you pay off your debt and when i say the order that's if really you have a lot of debt a lot of times if you actually sit down and look at your debt for a lot of people, the avalanche method and the snowball method, your debts might be listed in the same order. Um, A lot of times, and always remember this, you don't do total credit card debt. You itemize each credit card you have. So some of you, you might have more credit card debt than you have, let's say in your car loan, excuse me, but that's if you add up all your credit cards together, if you itemize your Four cards, right? On your four credit cards on average, each of them probably itemized individually, will be the first four deaths that you pay off. And then usually credit cards also have what? The highest interest rate out of a car loan, student loan, anything else. Credit cards usually have the highest interest rate. So and usually the avalanche method and the snowball method, you'll probably be attacking your credit cards first. Now, some of you are crazy and do got like 10K on a credit card. That's not your part of the show. Okay. But for most people's situation. They got a couple thousand dollars on this card, a couple thousand dollars on this card. something. you got a couple hundred dollars on a card, right? And so by using the snowball method versus the avalanche method, you just knock out, let's say you got a, a store credit card um, at like Victoria's Secret or something like that, no sponsorship. And it's like $300, $400 on there. You would knock that out right away with the snowball method. So in the same case, we have that $500 extra, that $500 go to paying off a, cr- a credit card completely. And so you obviously eliminate that minimum payment for the next month's budget. And then let's say the credit card is $300. You only need $300 out of that $500 to pay off that car, And then the other $200 would go to the next credit card, right, for that month. And so with the snowball method, what it allows you to do is pay off, I wouldn't say debt faster as far as the entire timeline, because it matters what type of debt you have, how high your interest rate is, and things like that. To, before you can say it pays it off faster than the avalanche. But it usually it puts more money back into your budget from a minimum payment standpoint and which is why which is why i recommend recommend it so the next question is right which de- debt payoff method should you use i say you should use the snowball because of that what you want to do is get as many minimum payments back into your budget as fast as possible was the whole point you're paying off debt to create more cash flow and to have more room in your budget and you do that by paying off your debt and getting your minimum payments back one of the reasons most people are struggling financially is because they have Not just so much debt, but so many debt payments. Right? It's not even debt by a thousand paper cuts. It's debt by a thousand dollars a month in debt payments. Okay, that's that's most people's issue. And with the debt snowball method, what the debt snowball method will always do is put a minimum payment back in your budget as fast as possible. Because whatever the lowest debt is that you have, you're gonna eliminate that as fast as possible. And once that's gone, that minimum payment you were kicking out every month for that debt. It comes right back into your budget and then you just keep going down get of you your debts and you're going to continue to get all those payment um, all those minimum payments back now when it comes to the avalanche method since you're paying off the highest interest rate first you do save more money because you're going to be knocking out the thing that's charging you the most amount of interest however when you ha- you take the same person, not different people, because a lot of a lot of the times when you see these comparisons, it's different people. So they have different different types of debt, different amounts of debt, different income, different interest rate, all these types of things. But if you were to just take your own debt and look at the avalanche method and compare it to the debt snowball method, it's probably going to be roughly the same amount of time that it takes you to get out of debt. Not to mention how much money you truly save relative to how much debt you is, how much money. How much debt you have, because everyone's dollar amount is going to be different. But you're not going to save that much money. It's not because if, if it was the case where the avalanche method would save you just absorbed amounts of money compared to the snowball method, the snowball method wouldn't exist. It's not like the avalanche method is going to save you three whole months, right, compared to the snowball method. Or let's just say you're going to pay ten percent less, right, compared to the snowball method by using the avalanche method since you're paying off the highest interest rate first. It's not that much money and you don't even save that much time. And then when you actually look at how you pay off debt, let's say you're going to pay off debt in twenty four point five months. Right. So that's two years and then half a month. Right. Let's say that's what happens if you use the snowball method. If you use the avalanche method, let's just say you're going to pay it off in twenty three point eight, seven months, right? So that's really 24 months. You really only save like, quote unquote, a paycheck from a time standpoint, which is a couple of weeks. And then now we have to talk about, well, when do you get paid and things like that? So from a month standpoint, you actually don't save that much time. And like I said, from an interest rate standpoint, you don't save that much money. The main reason or another reason you should really use the snowball method is because they already did a study on this, but more people are likely to stick with the snowball method and pay off the debt than if they use the avalanche method. So the snowball method, as you can imagine, like a snowball rolling down the hill, right? You pick up momentum as you're paying off the smallest debt and just getting the minimum payments back. So essentially like getting a dopamine hit, right, as fast as possible every time you're paying off the debt. So you continue to see yourself making progress, making progress, making progress. And then once you get to the biggest debt, right, you have All of your debt minimum payments back into your budget by using the snowball method versus the avalanche method. Let's say you do pay off highest interest rate first, right? And let's say you only got a couple credit cards, right? And it's not even a thousand dollars in credit card debt, right? So your credit cards are gone. One of the things with the 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 avalanche method, and it was something that could be used before these high interest rates occur with mortgages, but a lot of times people have interest rates under 10% for everything that isn't a credit card. So some of you might be in a situation where after you pay off your credit card debt, once these student loans start back up, your your next highest interest rate is your student loans. But your student loan is usually what? The most amount of debt you owe. So in, with the snowball method, your student loans will actually be last that you get to to pay off, right? Like a, a final boss in a video game. But with the avalanche method, after you knock out a little bit of credit cards, now you're sitting at your six figures of student loan debt and you don't have any money to put towards it because you have all these other minimum payments that you're making. So you're not going to feel yourself making that much progress because let's say instead of putting over a thousand dollars a month towards your student loan debt with the snowball method, when your student loans are the last thing, you've already paid off your car, all your credit cards, any personal medical debt, you've paid off everything. You only have your student loan payment left. With the avalanche method, you're going to probably get a couple hundred dollars back from paying off the credit cards, but you still have to make your car payment, right? With the avalanche method, when you're paying off the student loan, you still have to make any other minimum payments for any other type of debt while you're paying off your student loan. Some of you might be in a situation where you did a balance transfer your credit card and you got 0% interest for like a year. So now your credit card's at the end, right? But then all of a sudden you don't pay it off in time, let's say. So now you got to Bring it back to the top for the avalanche method because now your credit card has this crazy high interest rate. And now you lose the momentum of paying off whatever debt that you're focusing on. Whereas with the snowball method, whatever the lowest debt is, you knock it out. Um, obviously in both of these cases, don't rack up more debt. Okay. That's one of the, the keys to getting out of debt is to not create more debt. That's that's a hint to the, you know, the student loan situations, right? Don't don't continue to create more debt. That's that's the first thing you need to do. But um, th- that's the main reason I would recommend choosing the snowball method because the data is already in that due to that momentum, you're more likely to have a higher percentage chance to actually pay off your debt, which is the whole point of these debt payoff methods. And there is a significant difference between the percentage chance of paying off your debt with the snowball method versus the avalanche me- method. I think I'm going to I'm going to guess I can't remember exactly because it's been a while since. I've looked at this study. I think the snowball method is in that 70 to 80% range. And I think the avalanche method is in that coin flip range, that 50 to 60% range. So That's a significant difference as far as being able to pay off your debt. And again, like I said, getting those minimum payments back into your budget. So using the same example where you're paying off your student loans with the avalanche method and like it's your second or third debt, you don't have any minimum payments back in your in your budget like you would with the snowball method so something is going to happen right that's murphy's law something bad is going to happen and you're going to need some money or some cash flow in your budget to pay for that so you don't have to go back into debt. and the snowball method is going to likely put you in a better advantageous situation to handle whatever financial emergency comes back up versus the avalanche where you're sitting here with only a hundred dollars extra in your budget from paying off your credit cards that's the one thing that i think a lot of people miss about the snowball method is getting those minimum payments back into your budget and creating that cash flow. The whole point is to create more cash flow. Obviously, increase your income, lower your expenses, but you want to have as much cash flow as possible. Okay. So that's the big, the one big thing about um using the debts uh snowball method. Now, how much debt should you have, right? The last thing as far as defining how you want to handle debt. If you use the the mortgage route, right, they don't want you to have any more than roughly 36% DTI so debt to income ratio. That's calculated based off of your gross income, right? So they take all your minimum payments, excluding your mortgage, right? In this case, you're getting one. And they add those up, and then that's divided by your gross. So let's just say, for easy math, you have $2,000 in debt payments and then your gross income is $10,000. So your DTI is gonna be $20,000. So you're 16% under this recommended 36% threshold for DTI. The goal would be to have the least amount of debt as possible from a personal standpoint. So what ends up happening is the longer you keep debt, cause debt is risk, the more of a risky situation you're gonna be in. And it goes right back to this cash flow I was talking about with these minimum payments. What most people do, and it's why you need to get rid of that as fast as possible and not have any, is to keep up with the Joneses scenario. And as they increase their income, they increase their lifestyle, which usually means they go and take out more debt. So they get a bigger car, bigger house, et cetera. What you need to do is not only eliminate your debt, but fix your expenses so you have more money to invest and you can continue to build wealth. So when it comes to using things like credit cards, right, to your advantage or using credit cards like a debit card, that's something you should be paying off every month if you're going to take that route. But that's when the budget comes into play. So if you're going to, let's just say, you know, put $500 on your credit card, that's already budgeted somewhere in your budget, that $500 expense or whatever you're spending on. Let's say you went to Target, right? $500 at Target, woohoo you already have that budgeted for. And when you're using your credit card, that's just the method of payments. at the end of the day, you're still going to have to transfer that $500 from your checking account right after you got paid to pay off your credit card. So that's just the method in which you're going to make that target purchase as far as using your credit card. It's not that you're going to put $500 on your credit card that you haven't budgeted for, putting you in credit card debt. Okay. So that's how you would make use other the credit card situation. Um, when it comes to something like car loans, car, well, shout out to COVID. Cars are traditionally depreciating assets. They haven't been over the last couple of years due to the pandemic. But once we go back to normal, I, I believe cars will continue to depreciate. But taking out debt for a depreciating asset, usually not recommended because you're already losing that money because it's debt on the interest. And then what you're paying that interest on is going down in value. So you're usually not recommended to take out um, a car loan. If you do take out a car loan, how much do you, how much do you take out or how much do you put down? You roughly want to put down, a, I say put down as much money as possible, but the general recommendation is 20% or so. And then I would say you need to be able to pay off the car two years tops, about what whatever that is. However you want to shake out those minimum payments, things like that. The one thing with a car and the same thing with the mortgages, what doesn't kill you guys is the minimum payments. I shouldn't say the kill. What doesn't hinder y'all is the minimum payments, but it's the maintenance that comes along with it. So when you're getting a car or you're getting a house, you need to make sure that you're going to be able to afford the maintenance that comes along with that vehicle or that home. So if you're in a situation where, yeah, you you go and get a $20,000 loan, right? Cool. But you go and get a luxury vehicle, that luxury vehicle still has the maintenance that is attached to it, even though it's a $20,000 car when you took out your loan for it now if you're someone right shout out to the what is it fast and furious you know tokyo drift need for speed type of stuff and you like fixing cars that's one thing or if you got the connect but for most of you right you're going to be taking your car to the mechanic or to the dealership wherever to get your car fixed when you get luxury vehicles it's usually recommended you always take that and get that maintenance done at the dealership and as we all know dealerships traditionally cost more than if you Go to some mechanic, quote unquote, on the side of the road. Right. So you have to be weary of the maintenance that comes along with these cars or the homes as well. Right. You get a home that's five hundred thousand dollars. You can make the minimum payment, but you can't afford the maintenance that comes along with the five hundred thousand dollar home. That's the issue. Um, And so we touched on mortgages right there. We already talked about DTI and things like medical debt. You really don't control medical debt. You got a medical issue. And that happens. Personal loans don't. (laughs) don't take don't take out personal loans um let's see what's other type of debt um cash advances don't do cash advances on your credit card oh my goodness payday loans don't do those at all either these are things you shouldn't be doing at all cash advances and payday loans and then um oh the last one the, the biggest one of them all student loans talked about that on the last episode I'm going to do another episode on student loans as far as a recap because more information has came out and then people have been doing reaction videos, as you can imagine, um, about the student loans. So that's a teaser right there. Tune in for the next episode where I will go more in depth on how to handle the student loan situation. How much did you take out? Where should you be going to school and things of that nature? OK, but so for a quick recap, right, the debt avalanche method, you're going to list out your debt's highest interest rates to lowest interest rate make the minimum payments on all those debts. And then whatever money you have left over, you're going to put towards the debt with the highest interest rate. Once that debt is paid off, you're going to move to the second highest interest rate. Then once that's paid off third, fourth, et cetera, until all your debt is gone. For the debt snowball method, you're going to list your debt lowest balance to highest balance. And again, you're going to itemize everything. So if you have five credit cards. Don't look at it as you got $20,000 in credit card debt. Look at it as you have five credit cards that each have a $4,000 balance. So you're, you're going to have five credit cards listed, but you're going to list them out smallest balance to highest balance. And again, make the minimum payments and then put that extra money that you have on the lowest balance. Then once that's done, you roll that over or you, it snowballs over to the second lowest balance and the third, all right, all the way into all that debt is paid off. Okay. Which methods did you use? I'm biased. I use it, that snowball method. I recommend you use a snowball method, higher percentage chance as far as actually paying off the debt. You will get your minimum payments back into your budget. And um, th- that's it. You're going to, I think you're going you're gonna to pay it, you're going to more likely to pay it off. That's, that's, the, that's the reason you should use it. I've yet to see people have, have used the avalanche method, but I've, I've yet to see why people actually say they chose avalanche method over the snowball method. I know people mix, mix and master them, like switch them up and switch from the avalanche to the snowball method. I mean, you can just pay your debt off in any order you want. I mean, that's what that is. You're just going to switch the order. But I've yet to see anyone actually say why they chose the avalanche method over the snowball method outside of the fact that they hate Dave Ramsey. I don't hate Dave Ramsey. You see the book? You see the book right there. It's right there. I don't hate Dave Ramsey. But most people say they choose the avalanche method over the snowball method because I guess, of the unfortunate stigma that is attached to the snowball method and they feel like they don't have to do nothing. You can still use this new use a snowball method and not cut out your entire life um, like Dave Ramsey or Even I would recommend initially. You don't have to cut everything out. You can still list your debts, lowest um, balance to highest balance and then pay it off in that order. That's what I tell my clients to do. And it it usually works out. That momentum is something. It's just a mental aspect that you get with the snowball and that momentum is something that you all shouldn't overlook and it can't truly be calculated but when you pay off a debt and then you pay off another one and with the snowball method you're going to be paying off those smaller balances quickly and you're going to get more money back into your monthly budget cuz some people in a situation you might be able to pay off two or three you know credit cards or whatever personal loan something like that in a month okay that that's going to give you a lot more more Lot more momentum than if you use something like the avalanche method, where I say you're going to be in a situation where you're looking at the highest interest rate. And again, the avalanche method—I don't believe they put the mortgage in there either. But a lot of you, your your second highest interest rate, as far as category, is your student loan. Right? Like, like, I mean, I I don't. This isn't a debate. Some some people got double-digit student loan interest rates, right? So, I mean. And if if y'all got all the student loan loan debt y'all say y'all have because it's 10K, to 20K, ain't nothing, then I would think you would want as much money you can put towards that as possible. Because what y'all don't do is pay off the debt. That's the issue, okay? People don't pay off their debt. So the question is, if you want to pay off your debt, right? Define how you want to handle debt and handle it that way. If you want to pay off your debt, then I would recommend you use a method that's going to give you the highest percentage chance of paying it off, okay? You can always listen to the people who say, if you want to pay off debt, but not aggressively do it, right. still have a lifestyle and invest. vest. No, here's a certain way to do it. That, That that's people who are not one. They are keeping you debt in debt longer, but there's also the, they didn't, in my eyes, they didn't really break down and say, when do you want to get out of debt? That's the question that a lot of people aren't willing to answer because when you put a timeline on something, That clearly defines the goal. And then not only do you have a goal as from a success standpoint as far as when you hit it, but if you don't hit it, you define failure. If you want to get out of debt in two years, 24 months, and you have enough money to do that as well as continue to invest and go on vacation, whatever type of lifestyle you want to have, then do that. The issue is to get out of debt in the timeline that you want to get out of that debt, you're not willing to make the sacrifices to do that. That's confusing. If you want to get out the debt in the two years and you don't make enough money to invest and or go on vacation, then you got to prioritize what's what's more important, paying off the debt, investing or going on vacation. And if the investing or vacation outrank paying off the debt, then your priority isn't to get out of debt. So, I mean, that's that's where it gets confusing. All right. but That's it for the debt payoff. Methods again, avalanche, snowball method. Those are two primary ones. The third one is you can do whatever you want. I guess the fourth one is you don't pay off the debt. Now you're looking at, you know, getting stuff taken, right? Repo, bankruptcy, things of that nature. All right. So that's it for this episode. Um, Again, remember to like, I, I got to remember to tell y'all to like more in these videos. Remember to like, share and subscribe, leave your comments and rate and reviews again. My information is in the show notes as well as my co-host Jordan's, but you can follow Jordan at stop stalling J as Jordan would say, look at that. Ron. Jordan would say stop stalling J S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Then his business page is finally fit. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Then his website is FinallyFit.live. Jordan and his wife do provide training. As I said, he's on paternity leave and as well, she's on maternity leave, right? So that's on hold for a little while. But if you do sign up, you will get access to the Google Drive where you get all the previous classes. So it won't be live training, but it will still be the normal virtual training that you uh, that they provide for myself. I'm sideline underscore Corey. That's Twitter, Instagram and TikTok for my financial coaching. That's going to be in the show notes. The link for that is one hundred dollars a month for one one hour session a week or it's fifty dollars for one one hour session a month. Okay. I always get confused how I say that. You can meet with me once a month or you can meet with me once a week. Okay. So, and it costs more money to meet with me once a week. All right. So that's all I have. Like I said, I think I'm going to go live today for listeners. This is going to drop however fast they can process it, but I'm probably going to go live tonight and discuss the student loan recap like I did last week with the student loan stuff. It seemed like you guys like that. Um, we're going to talk about It looks like they dropped information on when the application will be live. And we're also going to discuss, as I talked about on the last episode, who this is impacting or who it's not impacting and who needs to be impacted by some type of forgiveness and things like that. And why people have a student loan debt, how they get it. A lot of times people don't want to break down how you actually get all the student loan debt. It doesn't show up. Okay, colleges do not hide how much the tuition is. It is very easy to figure out how much tuition, room and board and the fees are. All right. So I am going to break that down. But that's all I have for y'all. All All right. Appreciate y'all tuning in. So remember to save more and say less and keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.